how you decided to, um, what's that word? Format? Oh, okay. Your thoughts? <laughs> Pretty normal this time. Pretty normal. As opposed to, it's, yeah, it's, it's not extra. I promise I decided not to be extreme this week. Aw, that's okay. <laughs> Bring the extreme. Get on X Games mode. <laughs> okay, how do we want to, how do we want to start this? I think one of us will talk. Oh, or we could be like, all right, hey, this is the theme of this week. Aaron and I have given some thought to the icebreaker question. I think this was your idea, truly. Yeah, I had seen a tweet like a month ago, maybe, um, that was like, what movie do you genuinely think you might be the number one fan of? Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is hard to narrow down because like you have to think. Maybe it'd be a, a very obscure movie that there might not be that many fans of. Yeah. Yeah. Hard yeah, I know. think we both kind of ended up taking it as a movie that was panned or just didn't do well. <laughs> right. Or that people don't respect. <laughs> but we have an illogical love of. Heaven forbid. Phone's <laughs> I oh, let's go to the phones. We have <laughs> callers got already. Somebody call again. Their favorite movie is, um, We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. Oh my god, is it Lucy? <laughs> it's Lucy. <laughs> They've called it. I'm so sorry Hello. about this. It's okay. If it's not Lucy, though, I'm gonna throw my beer. What if they actually left a message? Tartar sauce. <laughs> no message. That was love on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I would fight Lucy to see who likes that movie better, though. Because that was in the running for one of mine's We're Back at Dinosaur Story. I know. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't choose it, to be honest, because I didn't want to talk about it. Really? <laughs> I hate that movie. I think it's so bad. That's wild to me. Okay. I'm seeing a running theme between that movie, this one I just watched, and, like, other movies that I adore. Oh, yeah. What's the running theme? Um, like, nightmarish carnival-esque lighting and prosthetics oh you know what i mean like that uh that when they go and join the eccentric circus and we're we're back and it gets real fucking dark yeah i wonder if that was part of what made me so upset really that part is scary the weird thing is though i do live there i do like a creepy carnival situation Mm -hmm. but mm. yeah that's okay i don't know interesting i like that about beetlejuice when it gets all when they go and like the dead places and it's just spook zone and like oh my god uh, i'm living for it living yeah absolutely thriving when they like roll up the little uh curtain on the the souls lost souls remember lost souls and then the janitor's like that's like where the dead dead go and i'm like i want to live in there it's so bleak <laughs> oh my god okay i don't know what it is because that's like not my aesthetic at all but maybe that's why it's fun because it's the opposite of me um, yeah Alright, cool. Uh, yeah. So that's our general theme. Do you wanna go do you wanna go first? Should I go first? I'd be down to go first. Okay, go first. Incredible. So the movie that I did end up with at the end of all this spiel is Monkey Bone. Two thousand one. Nice. <laughs> Starring nice. Brendan Fraser, uh Bridget Fonda, um, Rose McGowan, Whoopi Goldberg, Megan Mullally, John Tutoro. And Giancarlo Esposito and many, many other people. That's a pretty good cast. It's incredible. <laughs> so, wait, okay. Um, I feel like last time we were talking, you were telling me, what, what, how has this been rated, generally? Right. Um, on, like, 
what's that? Rotten Tomatoes? It's like 17% or something, you know, uh-huh. which is what I was expecting. But on Google Play, or yeah, like yeah, on Google, Google yeah. users, it says like 74% of people liked it. And I'm like, I get that because is that when you do the Google usering, is that like you have to seek out the movie to begin with? I assume so. All right. So maybe it's like they're kind of biased because they're already like trying to find it. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to take it. I don't really know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I want to. Interesting. Okay. Can yeah. I ask another question? Please when is, do. When is the first time you watched this movie? That's a great question. I'm thinking like middle school. Okay. 2001. Yeah, that would work. Because we graduated uh, fifth grade in 2004. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't see it in theaters. You saw it no, on like absolutely not. DVD or something. Yeah. I watched it with my mom, which is interesting because like th- okay. there are very overtly horny elements to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't understand a thing. Like, I'll get into it. Like, the whole monkey bone title comes from, like, a euphemism for this. The main character is, like, a comic artist. Mm-hmm. And he invents this character called Monkey Bone, which is a euphemism for his, like, first childhood boner. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, like, there's an element where it's animated. Like, his career is really taking off and his comic strips getting adapted into an animated like series and he like pops a little boner in the cartoon and i know i saw this and like i don't know if i even asked my mom what that was i didn't understand what it was you're just like it's it's no big deal i don't understand that why is he trying to put his backpack over his lap like what's going on here (laughs) why i don't get this why is he doing that he doesn't want somebody to steal it on the bus yeah (laughs) steal it the backpack. Oh, the wiener. <laughs> and I like that. That's really great. Yeah. Okay. What I found out in like just the credit sequence in the beginning was that this is based on a graphic novel. Oh, okay. Which I want to read so bad now called Dark Town. And it's directed by Henry fucking Selick, which is the director of A Number Before Christmas. Right, right. And like other weird, weird shit. Which I can't remember at all right now. I feel like James and the Giant Peach is a Henry Selick Ugh. movie. You know, just like that, <laughs> like, childhood creep zone. Yeah, feel. childhood creep zone. Yeah, he's an, you nailed it. He's an incredible man. I also found out that Bridget Fonda is married to uh, Danny Elfman. Oh! And nice. Danny Elfman did not have any part in this film, and that makes me really sad. <laughs> he's I was completely unrelated. Out. I know. The music does pop off, but it's not in the Danny Elfman way. Okay. Yeah. Danny Elfman was busy with some sort of Oingo Boingo reunion Probably. or something. Yeah, 2001, <laughs> I'm not sure what he was up to. Yeah. That's All right, nice. Film. All right, cool. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. Cheryl, um, starts... <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Go for it. <laughs> What's go, up? Go for that hurl. Um, okay, so... This movie starts out with a gooey, delicious montage of the main character, Brendan Fraser, mm-hmm. sketching, designing, and painting a poster of his character. And I think this was extremely influential on me wanting to be an artist growing up. Because it is so enjoyable to watch him like use this technique with like a grease pencil and then like paint over it. And it's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And I think... I really wanted to, like, do that and feel that way about me doing art. And I didn't, yeah. I think this movie really affected me, and I didn't realize it. Oh, so nice. So I'm really glad I rewatched it yesterday. I also had forgotten a lot of the plot, so I'm really glad I rewatched <laughs> it yesterday. So, okay. Stu Miley is the main character, Brenna Fraser, And, yeah, so he's had his cool 
like comic strip uh is starting to like take off and have success and um it's getting produced into a cartoon and all sorts of new toys and deals and he's a huge success and uh he doesn't really care for that like he is our protagonist but he doesn't really need to go on a journey he's already got his priorities figured out he loves his girlfriend he loves his life as it is he doesn't care for the money he just wants to propose to her and like live a simple life and i wrote here um he's um self-effacing gentle shy awkward dude and he already has everything that makes him happy like, oh. he's complete. He doesn't okay. need to go on a journey, which is what makes this, like, movie kind of tragic because he gets thrown through shit that he did. He, like... He didn't what? ask for this. No. Like, some protagonists are shitty and they need to grow up, but, like, he was a sound dude and, like, he had all the right values already and it's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to see Brendan Fraser play this gentle dude with just these cute little quirky, goofy facial expressions and mannerisms is so charming. Like, I, f- I feel like... I met him or something. Like, it's he's so cute and adorable. Um, Sorry, interruption question. Please do. Yeah. What kind of Brendan Fraser are we dealing with here? Are Oof, we dealing with, like, curtains. key babe, like, key babe, peak babe Brendan Fraser or slightly less babe? Hard to tell. What would you... I don't even know slightly less babe Brendan Fraser. Does it exist? That's a good point. I think adult... Adult... <laughs> he was always an adult. Like, fully adult <laughs> Brendan Fraser seems slightly less babe. But, like, the mummy is hmm. peak babe for me. I feel like he's right in there. He's right in there. Yeah. Okay. He's definitely playing a different person. Yes, yes. But he's still so cute and charming and, like, hunky. Okay. Yeah. That's all I need to know. Continue. <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely hunky. His acting chops in this movie are fantastic. I put this note later, but, like, anybody who calls themselves a Brendan Fraser fan needs to sit down and give this movie time because... Oh, shit. He, like... <laughs> becomes a complete you'll see okay i'll get there in the plot all right <laughs> i don't know if you're doing this as pretty much a retelling of the plot but that's how what i need to do okay for go mine. for it go okay for cool it. um so um he's at like a thing where they're premiering the like first episode of this comic getting turned into the animation and he like is talking to his agent about how he doesn't really give a fuck that it's popping off. He just wants to propose to his girlfriend that night. And it's really cute and really fucking wholesome. And then him and his girlfriend are, like, leaving the event. And they get in a car accident. And it's fucking sad. And then the next shot is him, like, lying on this bed in the hospital. Mm-hmm. All of his love... Well, his girlfriend and... I don't remember who else. Are there. And his body starts sinking down in the sheets. And you're, like, looking up from okay. what he's looking at. And it looks like he's being lowered into a coffin with these just white sheets around. And that is where it begins with the nightmarish imagery of, like, these disturbing things. Mm-hmm. And I I am living absolutely for it. Let's see which way the page goes. Cool. He does seem like... Oh, no, it's not seem. It's obvious. They, like, start talking about how he used to be, like, a really haunted guy. Like, he met his girlfriend... Because he was having horrifically debilitating nightmares and couldn't sleep Mm -hmm. um, and came to a sleep study that she was the doctor of. And, um, like, she really helped him out and he started, like, painting as a way to cope with his nightmarish dreams. And he invented monkey bone by switching hands that he was working with. Oh, okay. Which is so interesting. And then, like, in theory, switching, like, sides of the brain. Um... And 
what does that word say? He coped with art. Okay, cool. And that's how he found Monkey Bone. And so that's what we learn about Stu Miley on the surface. But where Stu Miley is, like, subconsciously in his psychology, he has gone to a place called Downtown, which is the land of nightmares. Oh. Yeah. And it is, like, like very dark carnival, rickety-ass uh, roller coaster ride down there. Like, you get all the the scary, trippy, like, prosthetic costumes, like, I feel like your body horror uh, mm-hmm. sensitivities might be very disturbed by this. Like, it also kind of feels like spirited away. Like, there are a lot of anthropomorphic pigs, uh, half people type deals going on. And all of his, like, worst nightmares exist there. Mm-hmm. Like, since the land of nightmares, like, a lot of people's imaginings and uh, figments all live there. And now he is, like, having to coexist there with them. And it's it's really scary. Um Interesting. Okay. And then in downtown, he meets Monkey Bone, like, in the flesh. And it's really interesting. He's like, I didn't ever see this coming. This doesn't really make sense. A little bit of pervy hijinks ensues with Monkey Bone okay. every time he's on screen. <laughs> John fucking Tudor uh, voices Monkey Bone. Oh, no. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so great. He's, okay. an, he's an angel. This makes me respect actors so much that, like, they just love to, like, pr- play pretend so much and are so good at it that they'll, like, take these strange roles that, you know, might not be very highbrow, but, like, they're, they're like, I want to I enjoy myself. I want to I experience this life and this, like, brain process. I really respect that, mm-hmm. you know, because we've all been there, you know? Yeah. I think <laughs> maybe theater kids more. Yeah, but, <laughs> about everybody, but... <laughs> I used to really love to, like, play pretend as a child and... Uh, I don't know, and, like, think about what it would be like to do stuff. So I, I really love when, like, an adult has retained that kind of skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. All right, so what we learn is that to go back to live your life in your body, you have to get this exit pass thing, which shoots you through a Lincoln's pie hole huh. for some fucking reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so some people get a reprieve from the land of nightmares, and they get to go you know, back in their body and live the rest of their life. But some people are trapped down there. So Stu Miley's trapped down there for quite a while. And what does my note say here? It says, trippy, uh, neon-colored carnival nightmare. Soft sport. Oh, soft spot for movies with this specific nightmarish aesthetic. Aesthetic, yeah. Beetlejuice and we're back. Dinosaur story. Great. Great, great, great. Great, great, great. <laughs> the whole time he's in downtown, he's, like, loyal, like, to his girlfriend he can only think of her and how it's like you know like he just feels like he's abandoned her and like needs to tell her that how he feels about her because you know he didn't get to propose and that's just like racking his brain he's sad mm-hmm. um she's on the surface taking care of him standing by him like trimming his cute little beard that's growing um and Stu's sister played by megan mullally the freaking asshole <laughs> uh shows up and is like aren't Dad took forever to die, so Stu and I made a pact that if any of us ever were, like, dying oh slowly, god. that we would just pull the plug. And so oh my she, god. she's, she, like, gives uh, Stu's girlfriend, Dr. Julie, this ultimatum that if it passes three months, she's gonna give the order to the doctor to pull the plug. So Dr. Julie is freaking out, and then we've got this time frame. And I, I love that I'm setting up the movie the way this 
to you because it all turns itself on its head like 5,000 times. It's like not going to resemble this plot in a couple minutes. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, it's okay, so okay. fun. All right. <laughs> I know. I love it so much. It's really funny. Okay. Um, cool. And then, yeah. And I wrote here, the prosthetic, CGI costuming, stop motion, practical effects, intense lighting. It's just all such a oh, beautiful, like, I wonder if it, it was up for any awards. I highly doubt it. But, like. That is, it could have been up for, like, a special yeah. special effects or something sort of award. It's, or maybe yeah. makeup or costuming. I'll look I don't into know it. how they did there. And maybe I'll do a follow-up. Yeah. It's earned my respect. I'll give you that. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Stu gets invited to a party at Hip- Hypnosis House, played by Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> so cool. I love that man. He's a great actor. Um, this is downtown still, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. And on the surface, Julie is having nightmares. And at Hypnosis Party... All of the freaking creatures and stuff and Stu are, like, gathered around this little orb and they're, like, watching it, like, TV. They watch, like, living people's nightmares. Oh. And and they're, like, all laughing and getting a kick out of it while Stu is watching Julie's nightmare of Stu having the plug pulled out of his belly and he, like, literally deflates in her hands. Oh, God. Okay. And, and she's, like, horrified. And he starts banging on the glass, like, Julie, I'm here. I love you. And she hears him, like, through brainwaves or like you know sleep yeah cloud wherever we are you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) big cloud and she hears him she's made contact and she knows his like his psyche is somewhere in there still Mm. and so that gives her hope and she wants to like enact a plan to wake him up because she knows there's hope and uh she does this cool scientific thing (laughs) um that's science for you um where she's like found the brain scans that he had of the worst nightmare that he ever had like at the sleep study in the past and it was like you know like two feet long okay and all the her colleagues are like whoa that's horrible and then she pulls out another one that's like three times as long she's like this is just in the past two days in his coma and they're like holy shit his brain is super active yeah absolutely and their study has like this hormone that will induce more nightmares and the colleagues are like wait what why do you want to get more nightmares seems like you have plenty and she's like well i want to wake him up you know like maybe that'll work mm-hmm. and so they decide to like really crank up the cc's and blast his nightmare fuel um cool and then meanwhile in the dream world um stew and monkey bone have snuck into um the Land of Death, played by Wiki... Wi- Wiki... Wiki... <laughs> Wiki Google. Wiki Google? Yeah. Um, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi fucking Goldberg is playing Death. That's so good. And she's really great, too. I was too. wondering where she was going to come in, so I'm glad. She's so funny. <laughs> like, I love... I only know her from a couple of uh, roles, and I'm also thinking of, like, her role in Star Trek, where she just plays these, like, infinite-type characters and is just, like, ch- chilling and acting really mundane about it. It's really funny. Um, okay. So they sneak into that land and are, like, Im- being imposters? Impostering? Imposing. What's the word? Posing. Sure. Perhaps. They are posing in, um, Grim Reaper attire. Right. They're pretending to be Grim Reapers. Yeah, they are. And they're doing that whole, like, three kids in a trench coat Oh, my deal. God. It's really cute. <laughs> That's so good. Okay. She makes a fantastic joke, too. And I, w- I wish everyone could see it, but it's so fucking good. Um, 
It's just, like, about how, like, he's walking around, obviously not as ghoulish and scary as the rest of, like, the gate of the Grim Reapers. He's, like, bending all over, like, <laughs> spasming out. It's really great. And he's got, like, this big-ass green stain on him. And she's like, how would you feel if you're on your deathbed and the Grim Reaper comes to greet you and you're covered in pea soup? <laughs> and she's so fucking good. <laughs> um, so they steal an exit pass at that time. Cause okay. Because uh, some of the Grim Reapers are going to, like, collect souls or give reprieves and shit like that. <laughs> They're going to Florida on spring break. They might be. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that, but I like it. That's just, like, for some reason what I Grim thought you Reapers. were going to say. They were just like, yeah. some of the Grim Reapers, they're going out on the town. <laughs> <laughs> they're grabbing their tickets. They're going down to Daytona. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. They grab an exit pass, and then they're running to Abe Lincoln's mouth. <laughs> and at the last fucking second, like, Monkey Bone and Stu... Are like bonding a little bit at this moment, okay. and Monkey Bone's been kind of a, like a petulant asshole the whole time. So like Stu's like, "Wow, like thank you, you're being solid, man." Mm-hmm. And the last fucking second, Monkey Bone steals that exit pass, and blasts back into Stu's body without him, trapping Stu in the dream world. And now we have Monkey Bone. Monkey Bone's in his body. In his body, and this is where Brendan Fraser becomes a completely different person. Oh my gosh! Okay, it's so amazing. Like I never for a second even feel like I'm seeing Brendan Fraser after this. Like, sure, he kind of looks like him. Uh-huh. But it's not him. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. It's so good, man. <laughs> what a plot oh. twist. Begin act three. <laughs> and then I wrote here, Brendan Fraser's scream, sad face. Oh. Because <laughs> it's really, like, blood-curdling. I don't want to hear him do it. Um, And, like, in a beautiful way. You know, like, some people's screams are like, really on. Like, I don't know. It's kind of cringy. But, like, his is, right. is like gorgeous and sad kind of like leonardo dicaprio scream in all of his movies mm. yeah and the acting oh chef's kiss okay. oh my god what's this then all right what is this <laughs> okay my note says suckiest facial hair oh <laughs> oh my god it's so fucking good okay so julie and Stu in quotations they go home because he's like awake now okay and um you know they beat the clock He's not pulling the plug. Yeah. His sister fucking faints when he rises up from the fucking of course. inches from death. And so they go home. You know, it's exciting. Her boyfriend's back. She almost lost him. She's really thankful. She's like, yes, I w- the answer is yes, I would have married you. And fucking Monkey Bone has no clue what's going on. <laughs> Monkey Bone's like, oh, I don't want to marry you. Yeah, he's like, marry you? It's so <laughs> fucking good. And he- she got him a cake, and he's just like, and then fucking grabs it with his whole hand, just starts eating it like a goddamn monkey. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then offers her a handful of cake, thinking he was being rude that way. Oh, it's incredible. Okay, the dog. They have this cute little basset hound. He knows it's not Stu. Right. He knows there's a fucking monkey in the house. And then, like, <laughs> he, knows, he knows it's specifically a monkey. Yeah, he's a monkey. In the house. He's trying to tell his mom there's a monkey right there. And. God damn, I love Brendan Fraser. He's, like, starting to, like, hop up on chairs and, like, chitter and, like, scream at the dog like a monkey. Oh, my God. I wonder if this is before or after George of the Jungle, because, like, he might have had practice. He's incredible. He might have. And one of those roles was practice for the other. He's so hunky in that. Like, he didn't have to go that hard for that movie, but he did that for us. He did that for the fans. We should rewatch that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, cool. Uh, what is this? All right, my note says, I'm a sucker for love. So, like, <laughs> Stu is just, like, commiserating that, like, Monkey Bone's now parading around his body, not being good to his girlfriend. And, he, like, he just loves her. I don't know. It's so fucking cute. I cried 
every other scene at this movie watching it a couple years ago and the same thing happened yesterday oh man i didn't think it would i thought i would watch this and be like you know that thing where you get kind of disappointed it's yeah. not what you thought it was it was exactly it did the same things for me all over again it's just on the surface it's a pervy comedy but underneath it's a really genuine love story and it's goals and it's so sweet <laughs> and if i don't have a love like theirs i don't want it oh <laughs> <laughs> it's so genuine dude it's so cute okay um a silly almost sexy scene happens where we get a very chaotic strip tease <laughs> in oh. a way not even a strip tease just like jungle gym antics i don't know it's it's not hot <laughs> okay it's very disturbing um cool and in the dream world Stu is now in like some brig for like people who've had their body snatched by their creation he meets Stephen King wait 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 go ahead go ahead so there's a specific territory downtown for people who have had their bodies snatched mm-hmm. specifically by their creators yeah. and Stephen King is there I fucking love this yes is it actual Stephen King I can't tell. I should look that shit up. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to know, but who, <laughs> do they tell point. you who Stephen King's body was snatched by? Is it Cujo. Fucking... Okay. What were you going to guess? I was going to say, is it the fucking clown? That would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah, he says it was Cujo. Okay. Uh, then we also have Lizzie Borden, Jack the Ripper, <laughs> uh, Latilla the Hun. Wait, they're claiming that these people had their bodies snatched by their yeah. creations? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is interesting. Like, what was Lizzie Borden thinking about? Yeah, it was... And- what coma did she like? Slip I was into? like, these are some interesting bits of um, oh right? god, what's the word? Uh, like revisionist history. Yeah, well said. <laughs> right. Like, I think that's a whole interesting element, and I wonder if the uh, graphic novel gets into it more. Like, that could really be looked yeah. into. That's pretty great. Okay, I'm glad Stephen King's there. Right. Um, <laughs> I know that was kind of comforting. Like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> that does make sense. We should in look a way. up if that's a real cameo. I feel comforted by the fact that he's present. <laughs> I could I could see Stephen King being in this movie for real. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like he would be cool with it. I just He I, looked like him, I think. But I don't I don't know his face. I well. mean, it was also twenty years ago. The man has aged. <laughs> Haven't we all? Haven't we all? Go, mm-hmm. go ahead. Alright. So at this point it's exposed that like all of the figments and like spookies of downtown and hypnos and everybody, it's their plan. Like, it's better for business, it's better for their, like, culture, for when, like, human bodies are taken over. And in this way, like, they have an amazing opportunity because they're going to exploit Julie's nightmare fuel to cause more nightmares. And that'll, like, really circulate their economy. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know? yep, yep, it's all about the economy. Yeah, dude, you got to pump the fucking stimulus <laughs> the in stock there. market. Absolutely. <laughs> so that sucks even more. Like, he he's like, fine, you can do whatever you want to me, but, like, if you like do anything to hurt julie like that's not cool that's mm-hmm. really not cool um cool monkey proceeds to make Stu's life and career all about money merch and sleaze and mm-hmm. yeah i said he has the hor- horrible facial hair it's really sleazy um <laughs> yeah he really gets into all of the merch deals and it's just like really like gross personality obnoxious yeah um it's a must-watch for Brendan Fraser fans <laughs> so at this point. Because, like, I forget it's him. I really do. Like, he totally does a 180, uh, like, personality-wise. It's imaginative, has fascinating visuals, and really enjoyable. Like, there's no scenes that are not 
fun to watch. I don't find it cringe. I believe the performance 100%. (laughs) I need to enunciate. I do not find it cringe. I don't. I think think somebody might, but that's okay. Yeah, no, that's good. Good. He's so cute and charming in both characters. Like, oh, wow. Why does it just now occur to me? Like, he's playing two characters in this movie. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's great. What a talented the man! man can do it all. Do you think some people don't take roles if they have to play more than one character in a single like film? I feel like Pretty famous challenge. actors wouldn't do that, just because it seems like famous actors, like the ones who make it really big, like to act. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. when you see a movie where, like, okay, do it. Totally tangential, but my that's parents for. are. I wouldn't say they're into, but they have seen both of the new Jumanji movies and they oh, enjoy them. I saw one of them, and in the second one. They're all playing different characters from who they were in the movie before. Oh. So, like, uh, the Jack Black character is, like, being taken over by a different one of the, mm-hmm. like, player mm-hmm. players, basically. Wow. So, like, they're all slightly different, but then halfway through the movie, they switch again. And I was like, these people have to be having such a good fucking time. Because <laughs> at one point, Aquafina, her body is, like, being taken over by Danny DeVito, basically. What? And I was like... This is the role, like, this is perfect. Because earlier Aquafina was, like, somebody else, and Danny DeVito was The Rock, I think. And that was, like, funny but weird. And then it was that Aquafina was Danny DeVito, and I was like, this is... <laughs> if people haven't seen this movie, I feel like I'm explaining this, this so This is badly. amazing. But it, it was like, the, Aquafina seems like she's having so much fun right now. Like, the fucking <laughs> brain challenge that these people go yeah. through. It's so cool. Yeah. I think when you, like, forget who it is, too, like, they're really pulling it off. Yeah. Okay. At this time, I make a note about the soundtrack. It's comedy in itself. Oh. Um, it plays into the scene, and then it returns uh, to the score and betrays you at, like, really lovely moments. <laughs> it's it very... It's so silly. Um, I love it. Yeah. It's crude and isn't afraid of it. There's a toy that's being pitched to Stu where... Um, monkey bone has his thumb up his ass and if he pulls it out he gives out a little fart and a blast of gas and that's okay. how monkey bone decides he's going to distribute the nightmare gas to all these people is like when they buy he's going to oh re- replace you know <laughs> mundane gas with his nightmare fuel and okay. so he's doing that behind the scenes and julie's kind of onto him but like she wants to believe it's Stu still and she's like this man is completely different personality which kind of like happens in severe brain trauma you right, know right so that's kind of interesting um and she's like yeah really distressed she's confiding confiding in her friends about it um because the man she loved is gone and in dark town Stu once again he breaks into the land of the dead and he okay. goes and faces whoopi goldberg again okay who's starting to warm up to him she admires his tenacity there we go. <laughs> and he explains you know he's just like i'm not trying to trick you i'm gonna be honest like got a girl on the surface and i just want to tell her i love her and like i'm thinking like there's no way she doesn't know that i'm certain you have told her in actions both big and small your yeah, whole yeah. time you've been dating sir like you're good <laughs> but i understand you know monkey bones fucking that up and she respects that his honesty she gives him an exit pass okay and begin act four okay. the shit changes again okay. yeah okay <laughs> cool all right so Stu's body is busy, right? It's full of monkey bone. Yeah. It's really bad. So where Um, does Stu's soul go? Stu's soul wakes up in the body of a recently deceased organ-doning gymnast 
<laughs> mid-organ harvesting. And so he's a corpse. And this corpse wakes up on the slab with doctor's hands in his stomach. He wakes up and he runs out of the hospital. Male gymnast? Female gymnast. Male gymnast. Damn. That would have been interesting. I was like, what a waste. Yeah, right? Like, that would have been really cool. <laughs> the early 2000s weren't ready for that. Okay, this man's acting was also incredible. I think I'll get into it. Um, So, like, because he's playing, like, Brendan Fraser playing Stu Miley. Yeah. As whoever he is. And it's amazing. Okay. um, This, yeah, this actor, too. Okay. This uh, body has a broken neck. So, as he's running out of the hospital, his neck is flopping all over the place. He's, okay. like, sitting on a public bus. Everyone's grossed out because they're, like, reading newspapers that he recently died. And his bowels are making noises. And he smells like a corpse. And he looks like a corpse. Oh, my and God. It's so fucking silly. And so his belly sliced open. Um, he tapes it up. He runs to his house to grab this heirloom ring that he had planned to propose to her with. Okay. He grabs that. And the dog is there and knows it's him. And it's like, oh, that's great. Um, he tapes a straight edge to his neck so it stops flopping over. But also the stiffness that is now in his body makes for a really great physical comedy. Like, honestly, this person's physical comedy has already been fantastic. But I, I just love the changes it goes through, the floppiness. Like, you know Stu Miley's back from the way he's like, his like wow. gangly body is flapping all over the place. It's so <laughs> cute. Um, it's so cute and wholesome. Uh, what am I saying here? Yes. The person of Stu Miley as played by Brendan Fraser, but now he's a he has gymnast abilities now. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so fu- it's so funny. I don't understand. Um, and the surgeons are chasing him down. Oh, yes. Yeah. What are, the, what are they trying to accomplish? They want those organs. They're, They're like, like you owe us me. those organs. They're not even disturbed. It's like he's not even dead anymore. Right. Trying to get his organs. The logic goes off the rails. If it ever was there, I don't know. <laughs> So the dream juice is in the butts of these monkeys. And <laughs> okay. now Stu and Dr. Julie are at this like benefit thing at the Natural History Museum. And um, he does a song and dance of Brick House as a way to propose to her. And he's wearing the loudest suit in the world. And it's like, he's like boy banding, pop starring it up. And it's really fun to watch. Like, it's so good. Oh, okay, wait, wait. Which body is doing this? Original body or new body? Oh, uh, original body. Okay. Because it's monkey bone. I was going to say, is this monkey bone doing this monkey or is it Brendan Fraser doing, doing this? It? It's <laughs> a lot. It's really great. I I wish you would see this movie. <laughs> Just for the enjoyment. I mean, you're selling it. You're selling it. It's so good. I can't believe I'm selling it. I wonder what you your initial thoughts were before I started talking about this. All right. I had no thoughts. I can't believe this exists. <laughs> and I'm thankful it does. All right. So he's doing a song and dance. She's not really feeling that because he's been like a creep since he came back to right, life. Right. Um, and at the same time, the gymnast is running to the event. <laughs> Because he read it in the newspaper or something. This newspaper, like, really had every convenient detail that yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> the newspaper's like, here's what's going on. Yeah. And he does all these gymnastic uh, things with, like, the, the like, dun, 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 dun. Like, <laughs> like the Olympics yeah. theme. And he's doing, like, flips across the field up to the museum. And it's so cool. And, and um, the... <laughs> 
surgeons are like blasting their van over the hedges and like can't go over the stairs and it's, he's getting away because of his gymnastics and that's happening at the same time of the song and dance um and he gets there and he goes in he blasts in he's like that's not dude that's monkey bone oh no <laughs> and he calls he call, turns to julie he says doc that's not him because that was the nickname he always had for her. Okay. Yep. yep and yep. she's like, "This is this is interesting. Like, <laughs> compelling. Yeah. <laughs> other monkey bones stuff. dude hasn't called me that in months. Like, so she goes and talks to him. At first, he sounds completely crazy because she's like, "We're in the land of death. You stole my body." <laughs> and she's like, "All right, cops, take him away. I don't know what I was thinking." But then he's like, "We. I was in the dream and I I called out to you and you heard me." And she's like, "All right. Like, I'll listen to you, strange man." Who smells like shit? Um, what's going on here? And he tells her, like, it's him. He gives her the ring. And she recognizes that ring. Because it was his grandma's ring. She's like, this is real shit. Their dog shows up. He's not fucking barking. He's like, this, <laughs> dog shows up. this is my man. And it's really cute. And she kisses him. Nice. <laughs> his dead, dead lips. And she's crying. He can't cry because his gymnast body's out of tears. Oh my god! Which is the coolest character choice, and I love it. <laughs> he's just like, I'm all dried up. And I'll, the first time I saw that, I was like, that's so interesting. <laughs> Who thought of that? It's so cool. Okay. And then Stu walks back in, and he challenges Monkey Bone. And um, then they both go running off. Um, the compromised toys are released into the crowd. Oh no. Nobody actually... I, I wrote this note before I saw what happened. I wrote, everyone starts tripping. You don't actually see them trip. But um, Stu's agent is the only one who gets gassed. And he starts... He gets this stained purple face and takes off all his clothes and starts running through the place. <laughs> it's really great. Um, and he's telling everyone that the clothes are attacking. you got to take off your clothes. And But Stu and Monkey Bone in their respective bodies go like running outside there's this hot air balloon of monkey bone sitting out there and the, mm-hmm. you know they both hang on to one of the ropes and they go flying through the sky and they're like punching each other and every time Stu's corpse body gets punched an organ flies out of him and so we see like a liver fly into this family's beautiful um picnic on an afternoon or like kids playing football and then mm-hmm. they get tackled by the surgeons and because they're never gonna sleep until they get those organs <laughs> <laughs> so and they both are flying through the air fighting losing organs and then a, a cop decides to shoot the balloon he's like i can't bring them down and julie's like no you idiot but he shoots that anyway and then they go plummeting to earth they smack into the ground and we're they're both in the land of death again and oh my God. falling down to the carnival floor and they're like fighting each other in the air and then death herself rises up in like a giant mech suit catches them in her hands <laughs> and she's like you two are really making my job so hard these days <laughs> you knock it off and she smacks them together puts monkey bone back in his psyche there we go and she's like dude just go live your life and let's go again like she's shown him plenty of solids you know nice and uh, yeah, Death decides to grant him life again, and he wakes up, Stu wakes up in his regular body, in a body bag, in, like, you know, this, uh, coroner's yeah, truck, a, a coroner's whatever. Yeah, office Yeah, well, not yet, they're, like, on the truck. Oh. 
and he walks out. It's only been like minutes since he's died. He walks out. He goes over to Julie, who's like sobbing. She's like having a horrible life. <laughs> and they gloss over the fact that his body might have sustained injuries from the fall, hence making his body die in the first place. No, yeah. he's completely fine. You know, all of these suspended realities aside, my only criticism is, is that they embrace and that's the end of the movie. Like, that's just it. They're like, okay. I would love more falling action, you know? Like, yeah. they went through so much to be together. <laughs> yeah. I want I want to see them, like, just live a really chill life together and get married, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe he cancels all those weird things that Monkey Bone did. Yeah. I don't know. Pet the dog. <laughs> but it's all I guess that's fine, you know? They don't need ex- extraneous details. Yeah. And that is the story of Monkey Bone. Wow. What a ride. Thank you for taking this journey with me, Aaron. <laughs> I It has such a soft spot. It never won't. I'm seeing now I'm 28, and I still adore it, as I did the first time I saw it. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Do you have any <laughs> thank you. Cre- questions, or may, uh, may I give you the reins? No, I you really, you really covered it. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I hope maybe we'll watch it one day. Yeah, it sounds pretty fun. Oh, it's a joy ride. 